sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a dime from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's uh, Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darkstaff. And there we have it. May is behind us and it is June. June. No! <laughs> I know. Uh, May was, uh, was a mixed bag. Um, we had some really cold weather, but some very warm weather. And we ended on a um, kind of a stretch of sunny, dry weather there for a while. Yeah, unprecedented to have multiple days in a row of sun. Yeah. Oof. No, everything is uh, lush and green. And uh, uh, I know a lot of uh, crops, um, particularly haying and corn's in, and seems to be going well. And we did have that awful frost that uh, was uh, devastating to a lot of our orchards and our vineyards. Um, but uh, other than that, that... Uh, um, we, we got through the tail end of it in good shape, but that middle part was ugh, ugly. Hey, Edson, driving the, the um, I-89 corridor between Burlington and Montpelier, noticed all the trees defoliated. Is that spongy moth? Uh, or is there some other forest pet, pest um, wrecking havoc on hardwood trees? Uh, that would be my guess. Um, I've seen a few around the farm here, but nothing, nothing, uh, nothing big. But we are getting a few reports of that, so that's that could be back again. Um, I think we had a couple summers ago. I guess we've had a little bit every summer um, going forward. But yeah, they'll they'll take out the canopy. Um, it's not really a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. Um, but they do the, um, the trees, given a chance, will come back. But it's it can be quite yeah. devastating to uh, for a while there. I was surprised to see see it happening so early in the season. I, I was associate spongy moths, spongy moth outbreaks in you know mid more midsummer. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised, surprised to see so many trees, um, you know, apparently defoliated. Yeah. Well, more reports I'm sure would be come in. So um, been walking the woods a little bit. Um, you know, the turkeys are gobbling well into the end of uh, end of May. Uh, but there's so much to listen to. I, I heard one of my favorites the other day. It's uh, uh, through the hardwoods and through the, the sugar bush was the uh, was the oven bird. Yeah, what a great bird. <laughs> and, you know, one of the birds that are, you know, one of the warblers that are much easier to hear than see. Um, but thankfully, a very easy song to learn. Uh, it carries really far, this ever-increasing teacher, 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 teacher. It's louder and louder, each teacher, slightly anyway. Um, yeah, great sound in, in the northern hardwoods of Vermont, pretty much all over the state. Yeah, just a, a neat bird in many, many ways, particularly in the song, which is, you know, I would say one of our easier ones to, to get a hold of, teacher, teacher, teacher. And then um, but you, it darts around a little bit. You don't really see it a whole heck of a lot, but it's very loud, but it's, you don't see it that often. Yeah, they um, you know they, they like mature forests with a good amount of understory and 
um, shrub shrub layer in the forest, and they nest and mostly feed on the ground, which I think makes them really hard to see. When they sing, they do often perch up higher. Um, So when you do hear one singing, that's a good time to look for it because sometimes they're up perched, usually stationary on a on a branch, singing away. Um, but yeah, because they nest and feed on the ground, you just don't see them very much. Uh, and their nests are, are very hard to find. I, I've stumbled upon a couple of them bushwhacking in the woods. They have a, uh, you know, the name oven bird comes from, from the nest shape. It's, it's a domed nest on the ground, usually under ferns, um, very inconspicuous unless you are just about to step on one and the adult flies out from the nest you're you're, you're not likely to find an oven bird nest it's kind of like they uh, they should call it the pizza oven bird yes <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely all the rage yeah no it uh it um yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a nest as well. But they're um, when you do get a chance to look at them, they are a warbler. Then that's that could be a curveball for a lot of folks too. They they are not one of those striking looking warblers, but they are a warbler, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they look yeah, more like a thrush than a warbler. Although the beak is you know a typical you know, short um, pointy warbler beak. Um, you know, the orange in the crown is, you know, distinctive, um, but generally they're, you know, a thrush-like pattern, lots of streaking on the underside, brown on top, no wing bars. Uh, they have a bit of an eye ring, I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. But this brown streaky bird that you might confuse for a sparrow or a, a thrush, um, most similar to other uh, another warbler, water thrush, northern water thrush, and Louisiana water thrush, and they used to be considered to be in the same genus. They, they've been put in separate genera now, but close relatives probably. Uh, but yeah, kind of a thrush-like warbler that frequents the forest floor, and again, in pretty much any uh, hardwood or mixed forest in Vermont, you know, mature forest, you'll find find the, the good old ovenbird. Cookouts, barbecues, picnics. Uh, tis the season, and uh, once in a while, uh, a special guest arrive, huh? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes a warbler will crash your barbecue, uh, so you know you need to be prepared and always have binoculars. Uh, I was at a family barbecue in Jericho, Memorial Day barbecue, and we're sitting on the deck. There's a beautiful birch tree right next to the deck, and there was a warbler singing in the birch tree, and it sounded vaguely familiar, but but not. Um, couldn't quite figure out what was singing, and uh, I didn't have binoculars, uh, but Charlie was standing right next to me with their binoculars, and Charlie, what what is that? I could, I could see the warbler at the top of the birch. Charlie, what is that? That bird up there, uh, it's a, definitely a warbler, but I'm not sure what it is. And uh, Charlie got it um, in the binoculars, and lo and behold, a yellow-throated warbler. Uh, uh, not to be confused with uh, the common yellow throat, but yellow-throated warbler. Um, a bird of the south. Uh, they, they do show up in Vermont. There was one in Ferrisburg uh, in December. And um, there are, you know, every... 
couple of few years or so, one shows up in Vermont. This is a bird that nests in southern New Jersey in the Pine Barrens and, and further south. It's really a southern species. Um, there's you know small nesting populations on Long Island in southern Connecticut, but yeah, not a bird I expected to see. It, well, at the family barbecue, <laughs> so you know, less learned. You need to have your binoculars at all times. You never know. That's right. Uh, a lot of people, you know, forget the the mustard and the ketchup, uh, and maybe the <laughs> maybe the cheese. But uh, uh, you must remember to bring your binoculars to the uh, family cookout. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. Show up. Fortunately, Charlie has mastered the art of digibinning. So uh, you know, a lot of folks did got taken up digit scoping where you hold your iPhone or your cell phone up to your scope, your spotting scope, and you can take a picture. Um, you can do that with binoculars too. It takes a little, it takes a steady hand. Uh, but Charlie got some photos of this yellow-throated warbler on top of the birch uh, through the binoculars with the cell phone. So we have some have some good documentation of this rare yellow-throated warbler uh, in Underhill. Uh, who knows what it'll do? Uh, my guess is it won't stick around, but uh, just goes to show you just just never know out there in the bird world what you're going to see. That's what makes uh, bird watching so exciting. You never know who's going to show up. Even that, uh, that that uncle you haven't seen in a while could show up. But in this 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 one was the uh, the not the common yellow throat, but the yellow throated, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, folks, look it up if you're not familiar with it. It's a really striking warbler, uh, bright yellow throat framed by black, and then black streaks on the, on white underparts, grayish on the back, and this really cool, almost bridled pattern on the head. Uh, beautiful bird, yellow, and the yellow on the throat is just brilliant, just gorgeous. You know, you the the closest. You might come to it as a, a female Blackburnian warbler. Um, looks somewhat similar. Uh, very, a very striking bird. And if you go down south, you know, Florida or um, southern New Jersey, Cape May area, um, you're, you know, they're not a hard bird to, to see. Beautiful song. Uh, but, yeah, very, very scarce here in Vermont. Good stuff. Well, everyone, enjoy um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy June. It's here. Uh, summer is here. And we'll be back uh, next week to talk about more uh, summer birds and those that may show up at the cookout. We'll do that next time. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Now you all know the words